Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. I felt uh, in my prayer this morning when I was just looking at the scripture, scriptures again, I just felt like such a deep affinity with Paul and what he said at the beginning of our uh, reading today from Romans, where he said, I myself am convinced about you, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness. I just like, just so grateful for this week and so grateful for all of you. Um, it's been an awesome week. One of the things that, um, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm particularly grateful for my brother priests who are here this week. Just, it was an honor being with you guys. This is an amazing place to be a priest. Um, it's an amazing place to be a priest. The part of, uh, so much of what we were talking today was resonating, um, in my heart, and I'm sure my brother's hearts, just from the other side of the nuptial cross, right? That you guys experience as the lady, the the mystery, the great mystery, the liturgical mystery from the side of the chalice. And we have the great privilege, for whatever reason, that we get to rece- we get to experience it from the side of uh, the one on the cross. And so much of what Christopher said today, in terms of the 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 gift wanting to be given. Oh, it just resonates so deeply that um, back home in our parishes, back home in our diocese, I would venture to say we don't always have such a fertile, open, receptive bride. So thank you. It just reminds us of who we are, and it's reminded me this week of who I am, and it's just immensely beautiful, and I'm so grateful. I myself am convinced about you, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness and filled with knowledge. You know, at the, at the last day of a course, there's, oh, there's, there's just so much moving in the heart. There's sadness that it's over. There's excitement to get home. There's the anxiety of just uh, the details of the travels home. And then there's probably also a place in us that's thinking, all right, again, another 30 hours that's been packed into my heart full of knowledge, right? full of knowledge. There was a lot of us last night who were just at a saturation point. Saturation points, anybody? Who reached a saturation point? Like, there's a point where the sponge just, there's, you can't get anything else in. It's just, there's no more, right? I just like, okay, 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 right? Full of knowledge. There's this thing in our heart that's saying, all right, so now what am I going to do with this, right? What am I going to do with this? What am I going to do with this? And we all have different ministries. I'm sure we have different little outlets. We all have our own little, um, like, places in the vineyard that the Lord has called us to. Right? We've got our own little clusters of grapes in the vineyard that we're responsible for. Um, maybe some of you, it's, it's, it's your, your kids at home. Maybe some of you, it's your students or um, parishioners, right? We've all got our own little clusters of the grapes in the vineyard that we're responsible for. And, and there's, there's a, a real desire to move real quickly into P-trine mode, to move real quickly into P-trine mode. Um, okay, if we've learned anything this week, then Marion precedes the P-trine the Marian precedes the Petrine, not just chronologically, but like hierarchically. The Marian is like the, we have to we have to stay we have to stay in the Marian posture as we come out of this course because the reality is, like the work of the course has only just begun. 
Like the invitation now is to let the word, to let the seed that's been sown gestate. That's the work of what we're doing as we leave this place. Um, like spiritually positive pregnancy tests all across the board. <laughs> right? Is it one line, two lines? I don't know how that works. I'm the priest. Two. Two lines. Congratulations, everybody. Very excited for you. And the work now is to let the little hidden invisible thing begin to affect everything. Right? That like that's that's how conception works. It begins in something that's seemingly so tiny, because it is so tiny, so tiny, so infinitesimally small, so seemingly insignificant. And in the beginning, it barely is making any making itself known at all. But give it time and it begins to affect everything. It begins to affect your taste. It begins to affect how you feel when you wake up. It begins to affect your joints and slowly begins to affect where organs are inside of your body, right? And then how often you have to pee and things like that, right? Like it begins to affect everything to the point where like the, the evidence of the intimacy eventually bears itself out, right? Like the, the image of a pregnant woman is the sign that intimacy, just looking at her, right? You know that intimacy has happened. It has happened, right? Something has happened and she's gestating something within ourselves. You know, that's, that is what we are called to be as witnesses of hope. When Paul is saying, I'm reminding you to be ministers of Christ. He's not saying, I'm reminding you to like, start getting ready to give a lot of talks. That's not what he's saying. He's not saying, I'm, like, I'm reminding you to like, start working on outlines, start reading more books. Reading books is fine, but he's not saying, I'm asking you to start doing a lot of things. He's saying, I'm asking you to, like, to let the word gestate inside of you, to be another God-bearer, right? It was Paul who said, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, in me. That's what we're called to be. That's what we're called to be. And as we leave this place, we need to let ourselves have a, like, we need to have a lot of gentleness leaving this place because the world we're entering back into is a world that just doesn't know these truths. It's a culture of death. We need to be, like St. Charles Borromeo said yesterday, guardians of the spark, to be very attentive to how we guard the spark to allow the word to continue to gestate, with inside, to gestate inside of us, to grow with inside of us. It's so important. It's so, so, so important. And then somehow the Lord will call you to bear it forth. Don't grasp at it. Don't manipulate it. It'll come. It'll come. It will come. You know, the Jesus never asked us to to change like the the whole world. He's asking you to change like the people in your world. Right? We're going home each of us. We've got a sphere of influence around us. Like those are the people that we're called to love. Those are the people we're called to pour into. Um, and it's just so important that we have a gentleness about ourselves to not rush into Petrine mode. You know, it was, it was Jean Corbon who wrote the, the fourth section of the catechism. Uh, imagine getting that phone call from John Paul II. Like, I'd like you to write the catechism section on prayer. Like, what? Okay. 
Jean Corbon, who wrote that section of the Catechism, he said that the most fruitful human activity, right, the most fruitful human doing, achievement, accomplishment, is to be able to receive God. It's to be able to receive God. Friends, I just want to invite us, as we just wrap everything up, to recognize that, like, we need to let something grow within us. And when you look at nature, everything grows in silence. Life grows in silence. And it takes time. Let it gestate. Let it gestate. Give it time. As Christopher said, one of the greatest sins of today is impatience. We need to be patient. We need to be patient. Let it gestate. Amen.